Have you discovered its real beauty? By Dr. Najee Afaj. Part 1. Just the tip of the iceberg. This book presents just some examples of the real beauty and greatness of Islam. It inspires us to have good intentions, positive attitudes and kind feelings towards others. It teaches us to forgive and to love for others what we love for ourselves. It urges us to smile sincerely and be kind to others. It instructs us to act courteously. It commands us to have good conduct and behave with respect. It teaches us to be gentle to humans, animals, birds and our environment. It instructs us to respect and care for our parents and the elderly and to be good to our families, spouses and children. It encourages us to help, feed and support the weak, the poor, the needy and the disabled. It urges us to think, ponder, reason and base our judgments on proof. Before I reveal the secret, let me point out that additionally it teaches us that all humans are equal, regardless of their race, color or nationality, instructs us not to hurt, hate, transgress against, put down or despise others, clearly tells us why we are here, who brought us, where we're heading and what our last destination is, instructs us to live in peace and good relationship with God, self and others clearly answers our significant and critical questions. Indeed, it leads to ultimate truth and success, true peace of mind, real happiness, salvation, and eternal life. Can you believe that this wonderful discovery is Islam? If our minds are captive to prejudice, preconception, or prejudgment, we will never see the beauty or truth of anything. Perhaps you have preconceived negative notions about Islam, Perhaps you've only seen it as portrayed by the media when reporting about terrorists, those few who would be terrorists regardless of their religion. Perhaps you have read or heard about Islam from unauthentic or biased sources. So I invite you to objectively and open-mindedly read this book, demonstrating the beauty, clarity and simplicity of Islam. As examples of its clarity and beauty, Islam features Clarity about the creation of the universe Clarity about our creation. Clarity about our spirituality. Clarity and purity in the concept of God. Clarity in the concept of worship. Clarity about the purpose of life. Clarity about the next life. Clarity about our last destination, paradise or hell. Clarity about the way to gain true happiness and ultimate pleasure. Before we take off, let's remember these essential Islamic definitions. Allah. In Arabic, Allah is the name of the one true God, the Creator. Islam teaches that Allah is the true God of all mankind. Jewish and Christian Arabs use this name, Allah, to refer to God. Muhammad is the last prophet of the one true God, Allah, sent to all mankind. May Allah's blessings and peace be upon him. Islam means submission to the will of the one true God, Allah. Muslim is one who submits to the will of the one true God, Allah. The glorious Quran is the final word of the one true God, Allah, revealed to Prophet Muhammad. Part 2. Answering Humanity's Critical Questions Islam answers humanity's most critical and significant questions like What is the truth? Who created us? Who is our true God? Who is God's final prophet? 
Whom should we worship? Who are we? Why are we here? What comes after death? What is the next life like? What is our last destination, paradise or hellfire? How can we attain true peace of mind, success and real happiness? How can we gain eternal life? With a mind and heart set on discovering the truth, please honestly read and judge for yourself. What is the truth? In Islam, the one true God, Allah, has created the entire creation. It is only this great God, Allah, who made all humans and animals, the earth and its mountains, oceans and rivers, plants and forests, the sun and the moon, galaxies and orbits, days and nights. All other objects which we may or may not know, or have not yet been discovered, are all aspects of his infinite creation. Allah made all life on earth and the whole universe, including time, space, energy and matter. Allah also sustains the universe and everything in it, and controls what happens in the universe and everything in it. However, some people might refer their existence by chance merely to nature. Scientifically speaking, let's define what they are talking about. Nature. What is nature? Don't you agree with me that nature includes plants and planets, orbits and galaxies, valleys and mountains, oceans and rivers, earth, sun, moon, stars and other objects? Have these things created themselves or created human beings? The glorious and universal Quran beautifully tells us, O mankind, worship your Lord who created you and those who came before you that you may become righteous. He, God, created the heavens and the earth for truth. It is he who created the night and the day and the sun and the moon. Moreover, those who believe in nature argue that they do not believe in God because they simply can't see, touch or conduct an experiment on him. A couple of years ago, my neighbor in Oregon, USA visited me at my home. We talked about several things among which we discussed the concept of God. My neighbor, a very old man, denying the existence of God, emotionally knocked the tea table saying, I believe in this table since I can touch it, I can feel it. Reasoning with him, I pointed to the lamp in the room and asked him, do you believe in the power of electricity? He replied, sure. I asked, can you see the power or energy generating the light? No, was his answer. I further asked him these questions. Have you ever seen with your bare eyes the air we breathe? Do you have feelings? What are their colors, shapes and sizes? What is sleep? What is its color or weight? So how many things do we believe in without seeing them? On another occasion, I met a young man called Chris and his wife at a hotel in Oslo, Norway. During a friendly discussion with them, I asked Chris, so what is the purpose of life? Getting surprised, he answered, this is the first time I heard such a question. He added, I think there is no purpose of my life, he concluded. I do not believe in any God. I asked Chris, why? He answered, I have not seen it yet. Commenting on his reply, I asked him with a smile, do you love your wife? Can you physically see this love? What is the color of your love? How much does this love weigh? What was the reaction of Chris and his wife? Try to imagine it. Thus, not being able to tangibly see or measure this abstract love does not lead to denying the truth and existence of this love. By the same analogy, if we can't see God in this life, 
because of our limited faculties and senses, which can't comprehend his greatness, this must not make us deny his existence. God's existence is clearly evident and easily traceable in unlimited signs and proofs manifested in the creation of numberless atoms, cells, tissues, muscles, and everyone and everything created. Thousands of God's prophets and billions of their followers throughout the history of humanity have confirmed the existence of God. Is it rational and logical to disregard the testimony of all those countless people and signs for science, when in fact scientific theories only describe the universe and do not ask what, or who, has created the universe and made it the way it is? In fact, the scientific evidence indicates the odds against our universe having arisen by chance are truly mind-bogglingly small, yet chance is the only explanation that atheists can provide for the universe's existence and its nature. According to them, it just happens to be this way. Given this, please consider which idea is more truly logical, a belief in blind chance governing all, or a belief that the universe is the way it is because it is created and controlled by God. Some questions to consider. Is the universe the creation of an intelligent creator, or did it arrive because of blind chance? Does science, or the theory of evolution, disprove the existence of God? This is the truth in Islam. There is only one God, the creator and sustainer of the universe, blessed and exalted is he. We must not consider anyone or anything above or equal to him, the one true God, Allah, has created us to know and worship Him alone. Those who correctly worship Him and completely follow His commandments will be admitted to paradise, eternal life. On the other hand, those who disobey God and follow their sinful lusts and desires will be taken to... Where do you expect? One can attain real happiness and peace of mind only through belief and submission to the one true God, Allah. Who is the true God? Islam clearly and beautifully answers this critical and significant question. It reveals to us more details about the one true God and his unique nature and qualities. The glorious Quran states, Say, He is God, Allah, the One, God, Allah, the Eternal, Absolute. He begets not, nor is he begotten, and there is none like unto him. This is a complete chapter of the glorious Quran. This wonderful chapter briefly and concisely tells us the ultimate truth about the one God, Allah, and his true nature. It clearly answers critical and significant questions that puzzle millions of people. Some of the qualities that distinguish this true God, Allah, from others who claim to be God are This true God is creator, not created. This true God is only one, not more. He has no partners nor equals. This one true God is invisible. No one can see him in this life. He is not physically manifested or incarnated in other forms. This one true God is eternal. He does not die or change. This one true God is not in need of anyone like a mother, a wife or a son, or anything like food, drink or help, but others are in need of him. This true God is unique in his attributes. No one is like him. No human descriptions can be attributed to him. Have you discovered these secrets? Indeed, Islam realizes and speaks to our innate natures. It speaks to our souls and our spiritual and intellectual needs and tendencies. Allah, who knows the secrets and thoughts of our souls, minds and hearts, reveals to us the secrets and keys of tranquility and contentment for them. How to attain peace of mind, tranquility and contentment? Secret 1. Know your one true God. Secret 2. 
Believe in him alone. Secret 3. Follow his will. Secret 4. Believe in God's prophets, including Prophet Muhammad. Secret 5. Remember God. Secret 6. Seek God's forgiveness. Secret 7. Worship him alone. Secret 8. Love for others what you love for yourself. Secret 9. Be generous to others and try to make them happy. Secret 10. Have sincerity and piety. Briefly, these top 10 secret keys through which we can achieve tranquility and contentment, as well as spiritual, social and global peace, are among the magnificent treasures of the glorious Quran and the prophetic sayings. To sum up, Islam teaches us through its two main authentic sources, the glorious Quran and the prophetic sayings that we can attain peace of mind, happiness and salvation, by knowing and believing in the one true God, Allah, willingly and wholeheartedly. We must also believe in God's true prophets, including Prophet Muhammad, and follow their true guidance and teachings. Thus, the gateway to a happy, content and eternal life is through believing in and uttering this testimony. I testify that there is no God but Allah, and I testify that Muhammad is the messenger of Allah. However, Islam tells us that belief alone in God and his prophets is not enough to have peace of mind, happiness and salvation. We have to do the will of Allah through worshipping him alone and keeping his commandments. Submission to the will of God is the essence of the message of Allah, confirming the true meaning of submission to him and the reward prepared for those who believe and do good deeds, Allah points out in the Quran. Indeed, those who have believed and done righteous deeds, they will have the gardens of paradise as a lodging. Similarly, the Holy Bible reports the words of Jesus' brother James, saying, For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without deeds is dead also. Interestingly, James also referred to the meaning of Islam that was previously discussed. Submit yourselves therefore to God. Therefore, Muslims are true followers of Jesus and the prophets. A Muslim means a person who submits his or her will to the one true God. Muslims have faith in Allah, the one true God, and do good deeds. They obey and follow the commandments that Jesus and the prophets taught and did, like believing in one true God, praying, prostrating, kneeling down in worship, fasting, giving alms and charity, saying, if God wills, insha'Allah, and using the greeting of Jesus and the prophets, peace be upon you. Assalamu alaikum. These are just some examples and pieces of evidence which clearly indicate the truth, unity and universality of this great and beautiful religion of all prophets, Islam. Practically speaking, a person who is a Muslim or would like to be a Muslim must believe in the six articles of faith. The six articles, belief in Allah, the one true God, in his existence, his oneness, his lordship and his unique names and attributes, and that he is the only one deserving to be worshipped. Belief in Allah's angels, who were created by Allah to praise him and obey and carry out his orders. Belief in Allah's revelations, including the original word of Allah revealed to Moses and Jesus, not the human writings and stories narrated according to various authors as found in the Bible. The glorious Quran is the final, pure and authentic word of God sent to Prophet Muhammad. Belief in Allah's messengers and prophets, including Adam, Noah, Abraham, Moses, John the Baptist, Jesus and Muhammad. 
So, a Muslim is not a true believer if he or she does not believe in Moses and Jesus as prophets sent from the one true God, Allah, the Creator. Belief in the last day, the day of judgment and accountability. All mankind will be judged by Allah according to their faith and their deeds and actions. At the end of judgment, who will be admitted to a happy, eternal life, paradise, and who will be thrown into hellfire? Belief in the destiny decreed by Allah and his ultimate knowledge of all things. This makes believers trust in Allah. They are satisfied, content and confident in whatever Allah decrees for them, whether good or bad. They try not to despair, not to get depressed, hopeless or despondent when crises or difficulties strike. They turn to Allah for help, support and reward. This beautiful faith in Allah and his decree makes Muslims feel peace of mind and contentment in spite of all the aggression, invasion, occupation and exploitation of their land, oil and wealth that is taking place in the world today and in spite of the injustice, bias, discrimination and defamation they are suffering from. These are briefly the articles of faith in Islam that a true believer must believe in. The Five Pillars In addition to the articles of faith, the theoretical aspect, Islam teaches us to put this faith into practice. A Muslim must practice five basic pillars of Islam, as well as doing good deeds generally. Simply and briefly, these are the five pillars of practice in Islam. Shahada, the testimony. I testify that there is no God but Allah, and I testify that Muhammad is the messenger of Allah. This is the testimony that one must pronounce when embracing Islam. It reflects the beauty and simplicity of Islam. Salat. Prayer. Performing the five daily mandatory prayers, prayer includes standing, bowing, prostrating, reciting parts of the Quran, praising and remembering Allah, and asking for his mercy, forgiveness, and paradise. Talking about the beauty and power of prayers, they provide us with spiritual growth, psychological comfort, support, relief, tranquility, and contentment for our souls, minds, and hearts. What adds to the beauty of prayer is the truth that God's prophets like Adam, Noah, Abraham, Moses, Jesus and Muhammad were praying and prostrating to the one true God, Allah. So Muslims are following the footsteps of those great prophets and messengers of God. Furthermore, many other beautiful concepts such as love of God, submission and surrender to Him, supplication, unity, equality, sincerity, patience, humility and meekness are evidently manifested in and learned from prayer. Indeed, sincere and humble dakir, remembrance of Allah, dua, supplication, istighfar, seeking forgiveness, and salat, prayer, to Allah alone are great and wonderful keys to peace of mind, tranquility, and blessings. Those who have believed and whose hearts have rest, tranquility, in the remembrance of Allah, verily in the remembrance of Allah do hearts find rest and tranquility. And your Lord Allah says, Call upon me, I will respond to you. Zakat The mandatory giving of a certain amount of one's wealth to the poor and needy. Zakat, or almsgiving, purifies us from greed and miserliness. It purifies our properties and money, and teaches caring and sharing which builds strong bridges of mutual love and respect between the rich and the poor. Indeed, it fosters support, help, cooperation and solidarity in society as a whole. Psalm. Psalm, fasting, is refraining from all intake of food and liquid and from having sex with one's spouse during a certain period of time, from dawn until sunset. 
Some of the beautiful benefits and lessons of fasting include Spiritual benefits. It develops taqwa, piety, and sincerity. The fasting month of Ramadan is a great opportunity for attaining God's mercy and forgiveness, being saved from the hellfire, and obtaining eternal life in paradise. Moral and emotional benefits. In the school of Ramadan, fasting, we learn and experience the hunger that millions of people in different parts of the world suffer from. It inspires us to share, to feel, to be humble, generous, and kind. Educational benefits. Fasting teaches us many lessons. For example, we can learn that changing or quitting bad habits, like excessive eating, is possible. Also, it disciplines our behavior and trains us to be patient and self-restrained. Furthermore, it reminds us that God's prophets, like Muhammad, Moses, and Jesus, used to fast too. Health benefits. Through the process of fasting, the body gets rid of toxins and extra fats. Doctors and nutritionists recommend fasting and describe it as a rubbish burner and as a curative therapy. Fasting is a good remedy for several diseases. These are just some of the beauties and benefits of fasting the month of Ramadan. Hajj. Hajj is the pilgrimage to Makkah that every Muslim must perform once in his or her lifetime, provided he or she is physically, mentally and financially able to do so. Like the other pillars and tenets of Islam, the beauties, lessons and benefits of Hajj are many. Millions of believers, of different colors and races and from different parts of the world, answer the call of Abraham. Wonderful principles and concepts can be seen in action during Hajj, including submission and obedience to Allah, brotherhood and sisterhood in Islam, unity, patience, sacrifice, prayer, charity and fasting. The Islamic pilgrimage, Hajj, witnesses and features the largest and most unique religious conference or gathering of its kind in human history. At such a great convergence of all races and colors, serving just one God and following just one message, Malcolm X and others have learned the lesson and the beauty of true faith, Islamic brotherhood and equality when they went to Makkah to perform Hajj. My pilgrimage broadened my scope. It blessed me with a new insight. In two weeks in the Holy Land, I saw what I never had seen in 39 years here in America. I saw all races, all colors, blue-eyed, blondes, to black-skinned Africans, in true brotherhood, in unity, living as one, worshipping as one. Malcolm X Part 3. The Beauty and Purity of the Glorious Quran The Glorious Quran is the constitution revealed by God, Allah, to regulate and govern human life. It speaks with the perfect knowledge of the Creator about His creation. It exposes the truth and invites mankind to the way of truth. It contains important information about human destiny. It educates and raises people to the highest spiritual, moral, intellectual and social level when they strive to comprehend it and apply its teachings. The Quran is an eternal miracle given to the final prophet Muhammad as proof of his prophethood. It is of a unique and inimitable quality. Revealed 14 centuries ago, it remains today completely intact and unaltered in its original Arabic form. Wishing to share with you some beautiful verses from the infinite oceans of God's word and wisdom, it was very difficult for me to choose what to present and not to present here because of the limited space of this book. So, to discover more about these beautiful and pure treasures of the word of the one true God, I invite you to read the Quran personally. Try to get an authentic copy of the glorious Quran, or you may get an e-copy of the Quran from reliable Islamic websites, such as www.sultan.org. Beautiful Quranic Verses All Quranic verses are God's words. 
Let us read and enjoy some magnificent texts of the glorious Quran that reveal the Islamic view concerning some critical and significant concepts. Forgiveness and Salvation Say, O my servants who have committed excess against themselves, do not despair of Allah's mercy. Indeed, Allah forgives all sins, for it is He who is the ever-forgiving merciful. When a soul repents and returns to Allah, he turns back to his servant in acceptance and forgiveness. Yes, Allah forgives all sins when we go sincerely back to him. What a great deal! Indeed, Allah loves those who repent, and he loves those who purify themselves. Allah, in Islam, is the source of peace, mercy, and forgiveness, not the source of hate, bloodshed, or terrorism. So in Islam, to get salvation and eternal life you can simply go back to Allah, believe in him alone, and do good deeds. No need for an innocent, good person to be crucified or killed for the sins committed by others. Islam also commands its followers, Muslims, to forgive others. This is briefly the beautiful concept of salvation and forgiveness in Islam. Indeed, it is a religion of mercy and forgiveness. Justice O oh, you who believe, stand out firmly for Allah as just witnesses, and let not the hatred of a people make you avoid justice. Be just, that is next to piety, and fear Allah, for Allah is well acquainted with all that you do. Islam teaches us to be just with all people, whether with friends or foes, and at all times in peace or in war. It teaches its followers to conduct themselves with unconditional justice and morality, free from individual whims, social and cultural circumstances, or temporal relativism. Allah does command you that you restore deposits to their owners, and if you judge between mankind, that you judge with justice. As a practical manifestation of its beauty, eternal values, mercy and justice, Islam commands us to protect what Muslim scholars call the five necessities. The five necessities. Number one, religion. Number two, soul. Number three, mind. Number four, honor and dignity. Number five, money and whatever we own. Beautifully, the glorious Quran pointed out that whoever kills an innocent soul, it is as if he had killed mankind entirely, and whoever saves one, it is as if he had saved mankind entirely. Concerning the freedom and protection of faith, the glorious Quran states, There is no compulsion in religion. Thus, Islam honors mankind and does not compel anyone to embrace its faith by force. This is the truth, beauty, justice, kindness, and tolerance of Islam when dealing with non-Muslims. So we have to be honest, objective, and fair when judging others, and let's remember what Allah tells us in the glorious Quran. And let not the hatred of a people make you avoid justice. Be just, that is next to piety. Nonetheless, concerning those unfair political and religious leaders, writers, historians, and media people who unjustly accuse Islam and all Muslims of terrorism and claim that Islam was spread by force and sword, and those sick-minded and ill-hearted folk who depict Allah, the one true God, and his last prophet Muhammad in the worst and ugliest images and cartoons, I wonder, is this what is meant by freedom and freedom of speech? Is there not a double standard being used when dealing with Islam and Muslims? For example, why are the terms Christian terrorists or Jewish terrorists never heard, although there is no shortage of atrocities being committed by people of those faiths? Is anyone free to insult, curse and despise others and their beliefs, or accuse them all of terrorism. Is this how civilization, democracy and freedom are taught to the younger generation in schools, colleges and in society in general? 
Is it really the sort of Islam that makes thousands of wise, objective, sincere and open-minded men and women around the world embrace Islam nowadays? Many books, articles and websites discuss why and how these brothers and sisters reverted to Islam. For example, I would recommend Islam, Our Choice, Portraits of Modern American Muslim Women, edited by Deborah L. Dirks and Stephanie Parlov, available on the internet. Furthermore, according to recent American and Western reports, Islam is the world's fastest-growing religion. So why Islam? Equality. O mankind, indeed we have created you from male and female, and made you peoples and tribes that you may know one another. Indeed, the most noble of you in the sight of God, Allah, is the most righteous of you. Indeed, God, Allah, is knowing and acquainted. Confirming this wonderful concept of equality in Islam, Prophet Muhammad in his last sermon said, O people, your God is one and your Father is one. You are all from Adam and Adam is from dust. An Arab is not superior to a non-Arab, and a non-Arab is not superior to an Arab. A white has no superiority over a black, nor does a black have superiority over a white. You are all equal. Nobody has superiority over others, except through piety and good action. Islam teaches us not to hate or put down others based on their race, color of skin or eye, or nationality. Islam is a practical remedy for the racial conflict and discrimination which the world witnesses. In Islam, blacks and whites are just brothers and sisters in the same human race. They are all from the same father, Adam, who was created from dust. Thus we are all from earth and we will go back to earth and turn to dust again. This is an important lesson that we can derive from the above quotes from the Quran and the Prophet's last sermon, and this was the lesson that Malcolm X learned when he went to Mecca to perform Hajj, pilgrimage. So why do some people feel or act with arrogance or false pride towards others? Universality and unity of message. Say, we believe in God, Allah, and the revelation given to us, and that given to Abraham, Ishmael, Isaac, Jacob, and the tribes, and that given to Moses and Jesus, and that given to all prophets from their Lord. We make no difference between one and another of them, and we submit to God. Muslims love and believe in all God's prophets, including Adam, Noah, Abraham, Ishmael, Isaac, Jacob, Moses, Jesus, and Muhammad. May Allah's blessings and peace be upon them all. Prophet Muhammad said, I am the nearest of all the people to Jesus, the son of Mary, for there was no prophet between me and him, Jesus. The prophets are just brothers. Their mothers are different, but their religion is one. So what is this universal and one true religion of all God's prophets?